Hi everyone, welcome to the latest Pensions in 10 with me David Brooks and my colleague Simon Q. This time we're back in our boxes, but we've got a lot to talk to you about, so let's get on with it. We've got policy stuff in the Times and news roundups galore. We often hear the phrase mind the gap, Dave, and there are many pensions gaps that we're told about. Uh, the latest gap, do you want to run us through what you found in the Times? Yeah, I think it's quite a big story. And I think the gap they're talking about is the biggest gap, as in everybody isn't saving enough to retire. And they're worried there's going to be a generation of people that rely solely on DC. And there's just no way they're going to be able to stop working. And it is a very real problem. Adequacy is a word that gets chucked around a lot. So they've come up with a five point campaign they want um, people to fix. I think people being the government to fix. So the first, we'll go through them very quickly. So the first one is to give savers the right to top up um, the national insurance contributions to boost their state pension. So people can currently do this until April 25, and that's going to go away. So they want that right to continue. They want to increase employer contributions um, to 5% through auto enrollment. They want to um, have employer contributions continue when people are on um, parental leave and maternity pay, things like that, and the statutory maternity pay. Lovely. They want to um, increase line with inflation, um, an allowance that is there that allows people to pay into a pension up to £3,600 if you're not working. They want to increase that. And then they want a commission to come along and fix everything. So it's very exciting. You know, it's lovely to see pensions being discussed in, a, in the national press. And it's great to see people thinking about things to make things better. Um, so I'm just going to very quickly give my initial reactions to these five great ideas. So topping up state pension, yes, it can be great value to do it. You know, 900 odd pounds, and you'll get 300 pounds a year in your pension for the rest of your life. That sounds pretty good. Um, topping up employer pension contributions, uh, I don't think there's enough time in pensions in 10 or pensions in 30 to go through this completely. But um, yes, but how and why and I've got so many thoughts on that one. We might come back to that. Um, statutory paternity pay, maternity pay, uh, paying contributions, lovely. I and mean, it's a bit on the margins. Great. Increase that amount that you can pay for people who aren't working. I mean, who does that anyway? So it feels a bit niche again. And then the commission. I do think that commission is still on the floor from the kicking we gave it um, last week. So I'm not going to carry on. But a pension commission, I'm just not sold on that without a very clearly defined thing so it's great and there's so much to go out I don't know Simon you want to have another go well a go I haven't stopped talking yet have a go and then I'll give some thoughts yeah I mean just on the on the commission right but more thoughts on it from when we as you say right they gave it a kicking because let's be honest the politicians aren't going to uh, let anyone wrest control from them who's going to be on the commission is it just going to be the same old voices that are constantly crawling up the pensions minister's backside and every time there's a new pensions minister it's the same faces knocking on the door going oh look we're pensions experts is it going to be those people if so nothing's going to change because they're protectionists and they will just protect their own position so it's, there are just so many things wrong with it it's just like how do you have someone completely independent so they don't know pensions so they don't know the industry I, I would prefer that over the same old voices, the same old faces, um, trying to unduly influence. I'm going to stop there because I, I, I'm climbing on a soapbox as we speak, so I, I'll stop there. What I yeah. have seen as well is um, 
the, the Resolution Foundation, um, the headline I think was unhelpful where it said um, we should move to a US system where uh, savers uh, can access their pension savings at any time, not just after 55, uh, without the punitive 55% um, uh, tax uh, paid to HMRC. That that headline's unhelpful um, because, I mean, we've seen with, with uh, pensions freedoms, um, we had Steve Webb say, I don't care, when he was pensions minister, for heaven's sake, he said, I don't care if you use your pension to buy a Lamborghini which is nonsense, of course. Surprisingly, uh, or unsurprisingly, I should say, um, Steve Webb is quoted in this article being for it. There is a, uh, a really helpful thing in there. Something I've been calling for, for for years, Dave, is a way of tax efficient savings alongside a pension. I know we have sidecars in, in certain schemes which allow 500 a grand, something like that. I think the Resolution Foundation is, is calling for about a thousand pounds. That's not enough. Um, I think you, you, you pay, I don't know, for every pound you pay into a pension, um, I, I don't like doing air quotes. I know you, you do it occasionally and, and it's needed. Um, it's useless for anyone who's listening to this on Spotify. But um, for every pound you pay into into your savings vehicle, 20 um, P of that goes into savings that you can access at any times for certain life events. And I think they need to be prescribed 80 P of that uh, or pence. My my old um, deputy headmaster would have told me off for saying P rather than pence. Um, 80 pence of that goes to saving for your retirement. Something of that order, mm. I think, is a very sensible thing. So the Resolution Foundation very definitely are calling for something sensible, uh, letting Pensioners just access that access their entire pension on a whim is ludicrous. Yeah, it's a step too far. But I do think, yeah, I, lo I love the sidecar thing. Nesta have been doing talking about it for years and years. And I think going back to your point about you know pension commissions and new ideas, there aren't really that many new ideas. So it's all about taking the stuff we've got and just focusing on the areas that we want. And still too much focus is on rich people and helping rich people save and I think we need to do a lot lot more and just creating a system that works for the people at the bottom end people who are on you know the, the way the auto enrollment parameters have recently been set at the same rates they have been for years is that right you know it, is that still the right thing to do is, is our focus on the on the right areas and I, I just think the focus is is just constantly in the wrong place but it's what we've, we've said I mean it's <laughs> what, what we've said so many times um on our podcast vlog call it what you will is what are we trying to achieve? Mm. And rather than just bolting on bits to the current system, which is not a broken system, but it's not a perfect system, far from mm. it. And mm. perfect shouldn't be the enemy of good, I appreciate that. But what are we actually trying to do? And if it is to put Joe Public, the, the person on the Clapham Omnibus, in a better position when they retire, then we need to create something that does that mm. rather than doing things that only the very wealthy or the the, the those with the largest pension uh, pots and i hate pension pot but in this occasion i'll let it slide those with the biggest pension pots are able to take advantage of it should be for people using uh, or earning average salaries um, they need the help they need the support not the very rich Okay, Simon, we've got a few other quick stories you wanted to get through. Um, we've just both had a bit of a rant, so we can calm down a bit now. Um, so the first one is the teachers' pension scheme. You spotted something in The Guardian about them. Yeah, they're back in the news again. So fresh uh, on the story that they wouldn't accept that a, a pensioner wasn't dead 
apparently now they're annually writing to members or spouses of retired members to see if they're in another relationship. There's a, a strange quirk, and I haven't quite got to the bottom of it, but uh, those retirees uh, who retired before January 2007, their spouses or civil partners are only entitled to the spousal pension until such time as they enter into another relationship. So uh, people are saying that this is humiliating and intrusive. I think it probably is. It may be an administrative need to check that because of the quirk in uh, the trustee and rules. However, it doesn't make it a very pleasant letter to receive for the partner or former partner of a, a retired member. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a difficult one. It's always difficult to be doing the right thing, but also being sensitive to people's circumstances. You know, I think there was a lady quoted in the article, you know, she would never think of marrying again. And, you know, it does, it just dredges up old feelings, doesn't it? And it's not always well received. Indeed. Well, you've, you've got a few more stories, Dave. Do you want to rattle through those? Yeah, yeah, I'll, go, I'll just glance at my list. Yeah, so we've got Hartley um, SIP. So the FT reporting that people are, are struggling to get their money out of the failed SIP provider Hartley. Um, and they're also going to be hit by a fee of, of around 2 3% when the money is being paid out, when it eventually gets paid out for the administration firm dealing with the wind up of the company. They're ex uh, estimating their cost to be around £40 million, which is quite an eye watering some you know winding up this this pension provider so um, baroness ros altman has been quoted saying there should be some kind of um challenge to this 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 cost and perhaps um even a, a capping of costs for winding up pension schemes in the future because members will lose out um there was also a suggestion the government might step in to to compensate members but as we'll see from the next article that might not happen so the next one i spotted on the bbc um we've got the a steel union um, asw um, they were one of the ones that were campaigning in front of Parliament many years ago, probably 20 years ago, um, which brought about the um, introduction of FAS and PPF and things like that, which have been fantastic things. But however, they, their compensation was, was um, not inflation linked. And so they are campaigning that their, their pensions are now worth a lot less. Um, and this is brought to a head by the uh, cost of living recently with the high inflation. And so, yeah, the pension minister has been asked to step in and he's, said publicly, or the DWP on his behalf have said publicly that there's no plan to look into this, but privately to one of the campaigners, um, he said that this is something that he's actively looking at. So they're kind of playing both sides of the, the game here, whether the pension minister is playing a bit of politics and, and suggesting that he'll be able to fix it, safe in the knowledge that it won't be him fixing it because it'll be perhaps a different um, pensions minister this time next year. Um, but it's an interesting uh, tidbit to put out there that you're looking to fix something that you may not be around to fix. So that might be one for the, the pension, Labour Minister to, to pick up. And then finally, I wanted to just to note to any trustees listening, there's um, uh, the FMLC, which I forgot what it stands for, but they've done a, a long and very interesting study into the fiduciary duty of trustees when considering climate change, sustainability, and it brings into question lots of the thoughts we've had in the past around where the legal requirement for trustees to act ends and where a further fiduciary duty might kick in to make sure there's enough money there to do um, what the trust is there for, pay pensions. And I've been quite strong in the past that that is the that is a primary goal, but they are suggesting that there should be more that trustees do. And so something for trustees to look out for um, and read. And on the subject of the weather, Simon, you spotted Mr Maynard doing something else. Yes, our dear pensions minister, Paul Maynard, was giving a weather forecast 
so in uh, conjunction with the the DWP's cold weather payments, because of course we had a bit of a cold snap uh, across the, the sort of middle of the country towards the north. Um, so uh, yeah, he's uh, he's giving giving a, a weather forecast. Thanks everyone for staying with us through the rant and the roundup. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Please continue to feedback to us. We do love hearing from you. And in the meantime, have a great week. Thank you.